Giants, Patriots, kind of the undercard of Yankees, Red Sox. And so, on a dank, rainy, kind of misty, foggy day, this is the way it would go. Kerry Collins pass tipped, intercepted by Tyrone Poole, always plays well in the rain. Giants next possession, Tiki Barber. He's a fine back, but he does this. It's a fumble, and Matt Chatham picks it up and scores. Touchdown, P-Man over the G-Men, 7-0. Now, third and goal, Collins to Bark Dyke. Slips trying to cut back for the ball. So Conway kicks a field goal at 7-3, and now Collins pass deflected. Intercepted by Rodney Harrison. Boy, Richard Seymour had a huge day tipping these passes up front. Then... 10-3, Pat's third, Tom Brady. David Patton makes some tough catches. Beautiful, Tom. beautiful. And that sets up a Mike, hey, 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 get off of Mike Cloud touchdown. <laughs> and that makes it a 17-3, and now 17-6. And it's Rodney Harrison again. Four interceptions, five turnovers in all that the Giants made. The Patriots didn't turn the ball over at all. Wow, turnovers. Who to thunk it? Who to thunk? Turnovers, such a big deal. That was week six. That would have been October 12th against the New York football giants. Foyer had a catch for seven yards in that game. It was not beautiful by any stretch of the imagination for uh, Tom Brady. But as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of the OC-03 season, joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, the offensive coordinator during that time, that would be one Charlie Weiss to walk down memory lane. Charlie, it's Gresham Fourier. Great to talk to you. How are you? Yeah, great. Uh, it figures that you asked me to come on on a day when we had 29 yards of offense in the first half. <laughs> Thanks for asking me this week. I get it. You know, I, I get it. I get it. No, no, no. I get it. No. That's funny. I didn't even look. I didn't even look at the stats at all. Right. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Charlie's. A, I was calling you the architect of this offense too earlier today. And then now here I am looking at the stats going, uh-oh, maybe he doesn't want credit well, for being the architect. Hold on. Hey, Gresh, hold on a second. Let me just say a couple things now. Okay, just so you get this right. Number one, it was a crappy day. Number two, we said we wanted to take care of the football no matter what we did. We were going to take the care of the football and not turn it over. What was the turnover ratio of that day, by the way? Just out of curiosity. It was either plus four or five. Plus four. Plus four. Plus five. It was five? Plus five, yeah. It was five. They turned it over five times. We didn't turn it over. Okay? So let's let's start with those points. Here's another thing. And Fourier was there, so he can tell you that this is fact. I threw the game plan out by halftime. By halftime, I said, we're off the game plan. It's gone. We're not – the game plan is history because it was three and out, three and out, three and out. Now, we weren't turning the ball over, and they were. Therefore, we were leading at halftime. And if you notice, we came out in the second half. Where we really went was to our two-minute offense that wasn't even on the game plan. We went to our two-minute offense, and the first we get two drives right off the bat in the third quarter. We score, we score twice, and the game is over. And then we took care of the football the rest of the day. So one element of football that people have forgotten now in the year 2023 is complimentary football. Our defense was kicking the crap out of them. 
They were turn. They were creating turnovers. We weren't turning the ball over. The weather was good. The weather was the weather was garbage. We weren't turning the ball over, and we played to our defense and had a couple of drives and had a couple of drives early third quarter after we threw out the game plan. Now tell me what's bad about that. So Charlie, question for you on that though. <clears throat> okay, with the weather being stinky, gross, foggy, hazy, just like Berman was talking about, that you're throwing the game plan out. Is why go to a two minute offense? Because when I hear two minute offense, I think you know you're spreading it out, you're throwing it really quick, and 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 there seems to be inherently more of a risk for a ball getting tipped, more drop passes, or strip fumbles. But you didn't see it that way. No, actually, we handed the ball off to Kevin Falk a whole bunch of times in the game. Uh, I went back and looked; he had 14 carries for 87 yards. Because we we couldn't get the running game going from closed formations, so we 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 still ran the ball. We just went to our spread out offense, and we only had one or two runs in the whole game plan. Once we simplified everything we were doing, but we wanted to get them out of their base defense, so we had a chance of moving the ball by running it. And Kevin Falk ended up having a big day, ended up having a big day for us. How how. Difficult is that for you as an offensive coordinator to understand and I guess kind of you know kind of join in and buy into the complementary football angle. I, I just say this because I can I feel like I see other coordinators in a similar situation say, Well, this is my offense and this is what we're doing no matter what. Well, no, that was our, that was not our deal. Our deal was to play complementary football. Where there were some games we'd go in where we said we gotta score thirty five points to win the game. And then there are other games we play where we say, hey, we, we, we could win the game in high teens or low 20s just as long as we don't turn the ball over. So each week we would go in with a mentality. That day, weather always factors in. So when we saw it was going to be a crappy day, we knew, already knew it was going to be a low-scoring game. So we had this game plan. You spent all this time all week long. you got to have the guts to admit, hey, what we planned on just isn't working. It's just not working. So rather than beating your head against the wall and continue to run where it isn't working, you got to go. You got to find something that can. And fortunately for us, the alternative that w- the alternative we went to ended up providing enough spark for us to seal the game. Charlie Weiss is with us, taking a walk down memory lane of the 03 championship season. And, Charlie, I, I kind of want to get a 30,000-foot view thought from you. We talked to Christian about the way that year started in 03. You gave up 31. You turn around the next week and scored 31. But there were some times, especially before the bye week in that 03 year, where there were some you know, ugly performances where you guys were struggling, trying to find it like you've kind of chronicled in the Giants game. Can you kind of take us through the evolution of the offense during that 3 season where you got to the point to where you were in a freaking shootout in the Super Bowl, which I'm sure a lot of people would not have predicted at the beginning of that 3 season? No, I think that your, your offense grows not only – from the player standpoint, but also from the chemistry standpoint and the coaching standpoint and what work, what's working and what isn't working and who, what players do you have and what players are hurt and, you know, what growth, what, what progress. And really the best part about working in New England, 
under under Coach Belichick was the fact that we all knew who we were. And he did the best job of anyone I've ever been around of getting people to buy into doing your job, okay, swallow your ego, leave your ego at the door, and everyone know what we had to do to win on a week-by-week basis. So by the end of the year, hey, when we got to the Super Bowl that year, when we got to the Super Bowl, even during the game, there'd be conversations that I I would have with Bill where we knew as the game matriculates, the game went on, we knew that we were going to have to score a bunch of points to win. But in that game, we knew we could too. I mean, so it's all the way it all plays out. Each week was its own separate entity. And I think that because the team bought into that, it made it easier on a week-by-week basis to grow as a team. So, you know, we're talking to Charlie Weiss, and Charlie, we've had a bunch of guys on, like, just reminiscing about, you know, certain times, right? Dan Cope and Joe Andruzzi and Roosevelt Coven, just to name a couple. And, you know, when we, I think about the way the season started and how how challenging it was and even going to the week before that it was that Tennessee game right where a lot of guys got hurt right after the Washington Redskins lost on the road come back you play Tennessee you beat Tennessee and then you have uh you know the Giants mm-hmm. where were you as far as your belief like it had that offense showed you anything where you said okay um, we can we can morph into any offense. We can be highly successful. Like we have the right players, and more importantly, maybe the right attitude. Well, I mean, let's start with the attitude and work backwards. I mean, we had a bunch of guys that all bought into what we were doing. I mean, think about it. You you were there, you, you and you had you know you were kind of new to new to the whole Patriot deal, having come from Seattle. But have you ever seen a team that everyone would buy into what you were doing on a week by week basis? No, it's a good point. No, I I agree. That's that's I part mean, of it. Well, that's the biggest part of it because from my standpoint, I had enough confidence in the coaching staff that we could figure out on a week by week basis what we needed to do to try to give us the best chance to win that game. And if it meant, hey, we need to score twenty to win this game. It's different than if we had to score 35 to win a game. I mean, there are just different games. There were different mentalities. But you have to know who you are. And that's one of the the biggest sins that, that, that team organizations have. They don't understand really who they are. I mean, what's the, what's their personality? What who? And then who are the matchups? Who you're going against? What are your strengths and weaknesses? And what are their strengths and weaknesses? Play to your strengths, hide your weaknesses, attack their weaknesses, and try to minimize their strengths. And I think that our team, our team that year, epitomized exactly that. You know, uh, Charlie, when you look at some of the overall numbers, especially compared to 2023 NFL, a lot of just average folk might be like, Ugh, man, that was ugly. But you guys were a productive offense. But I'm curious through your eyes how Tom Brady grew during that 03 season. There were bumps in the road, but we know how it ended. How did you view Brady's evolution during this 03 year? Well, I don't want to be disrespectful to any of our players, but tell me who the stars were on offense. 
Oh, me, of well, course. Yeah, I mean, Fourier I mean, reminds of star. Yeah. Just okay, shining so the, bright. So, hold it. All right. So the answer is not. Okay. 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 The answer is not. So that's why the players and the coaches, we were all just role players. We were all in it together. And because our chemistry was so good between coaches and players, not that everyone loved each other. I'm not even saying that. Because our chemistry was so good, we understood our stars were all over on defense. That's where our stars were. Okay, so rather than rather than try to beat a big man on campus, play to your stars. And as the year went on, there were games that the offense just had to step up and score more points. But at the end of the day, this is about wins and about winning. That's what it's about. And and the greatest success that you could have is when it's the end of the year and you're holding the Lombardi Trophy, because no one's talking about the fact that you had 29 yards in the first half of the Giant game. You know the only thing they remember? Who won the game? That's all they remember. 17 to six. They don't know the stats from the game. We're rehashing them, but they don't remember. They know, hey, that that crappy day back there in October, we beat the Giants 17 to six. That's what they remember. And and really, that's what it's all about. Well, Charlie, you had one of the greatest lines ever. I remember people at, they might have actually been at one of those Super Bowl media days where it was something about, like, you know, the, the, the goal or what is the objective. And I think your answer was to just have one more point on the scoreboard than the other team, which for a lot of people on the outside, it's like, well, duh. But to hear a football coach say that and be like, yeah, listen, I've only got to be one point better. So everybody could take the opinions and almost like stuff them in a hat. That's the way I took that line. And it really is brilliant. And I think in the high-flying world of football, we kind of forget about that. You only just need to be one one point better. Well, you see, that's because too many people gamble. And <laughs> and really, they think about point spreads. They think about style points. And really, in pro football, who cares? Only the gamblers care. Because at the end, it's just the, how many W's do you have and how many L's do you have? And who's left standing? That's what pro football is all about. So, um, looking looking towards the uh, just when that game was over, I do think it's interesting how uh, that when you decided to change gears and you know and start you know go. What did you say? I think you said instead of running it close, you're spread out. Is that how you phrased it? Yeah, you know, instead instead of playing a closed up, you know, multiple tight ends close to the line of scrimmage, grind them game. We went to us. Spread them out. Spread them out from sideline to sideline. Game have, make them make them spread out and have to cover the whole field and have less guys in the box. So the other thing that we were talking about was, um, you know, there's a lot of injuries, you know, coming up to this game. And the one thing I remember is like we 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 stopped practicing in pads, uh, which I thought for me was initially out of necessity because so many guys were hurt. And then I think once we stopped practicing in pads everyone learned how to practice in shells and we i don't think we were in pads again but maybe three times the entire year do you remember that evolution that particular year i just remember that bill always believed that if players learned how to practice at a at a, at a high tempo 
he knew when to when to put the pads on and when to take them off. And with a veteran team, which especially we're a veteran on the other side of the ball, but with a veteran team, you want to do all you can to take care of your guys physically. But in re, in return, if they don't go at a high tempo in practice, you're never going to get ready to play in the game. Never. Uh, Charlie, last thing, and I have to ask this on behalf of the audience to someone like you who has been in football your whole life and would understand not only the hyperbole that could come from Christian Fourier, but also you would be able to, I don't know, validate Fourier's opinion of the importance of the tight end in football (laughs) and that they are, after the quarterback, the was it smartest, smartest yep. most important people? Did they yep. go? Yeah, have, they, to hand, have to have to handle the most information and, and do multiple positions other than a lineman who lines up in the same stupid spot and gets the benefit of hearing everything and working with his friends. Mm, so, Charlie, <laughs> uh, I, the the floor is yours, sir. He was well, a tight end coach with, with, with an old school tight end. Okay, one that's attached to the line of scrimmage. Most of the time, it's probably one of the tougher positions to play because you are both a you are a run blocker, you are a pass blocker, and you are and you are a pass catcher in the routes. I know when I coached positions, one of the most challenging positions to coach were tight ends for those reasons. Now the problem that Christian has is justifying that position with how many times that the tight ends are now detached. They're, they're just glorified big wide receivers with a lot of teams because they're utilized in a different way than they've been, been utilized in the past. But and when Christian was playing, like Christian, he was not heavily involved in the pass game until we got down into the red zone. It seemed like every time we were down there, we were scoring a touchdown. Was especially it- when we got on the goal line, especially when we got on the goal line. I mean, because, you know, we were a, we were a ball control type of team, but the game has evolved. We're now the, 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 the front tight ends that you think of in most cases are detached from the line of scrimmage most of the time and don't have all those same responsibilities that when Christian was playing tight end. Were all players as at times occasionally scatterbrained like Christian is? And I say that with love wow. because no, he, he, he was a, a, let me, he might be, he might be aloof now. <laughs> okay. But he, he was as grounded as they came back when he was playing. Look at that. Some love for our guy Fourier. There we well, go. I mean, he speaks the truth. That he would is. never, he speaks the truth. <laughs> running around uh, with my shirt off, eating hot dogs and hot sauce, like just for, for, for the hey, people of Twitch. Know, now, here's the problem with Christian. Oh, no. Back then, back then, he didn't think he had all the answers. Now he has all this the answers. True. That is I mean, true. That's age. You know, that, That's all of us as we get yeah. older, though, isn't it? Well, Charlie, the key yeah. is like, even if like, even if I even if I know I don't have the right answer, I'm going to sell it as I do. No, see, I'm just the opposite. You know, I go on the air every day, and I can't tell you how many times I sit there and say, well, I screwed that one up. 
You know, and I was wrong there. Yeah. I was wrong there. Oh, yeah. You won't hear that over here. I'll fight to the end. <laughs> hey, Charlie, this has been a great walk down memory lane. We really thank you for the time. And uh, I, uh, oh, God willing, we're going to be able to do this again next year for 04. And it's a whole different year. And we'll be able to visit once again. Thank you for the time. We really do appreciate it. And uh, you're, you're, uh, you are, sadly for people like me, Charlie, you're among the many who say great things about Fourier. We're just looking. <laughs> for audio to needle this poor guy and everybody loves him hey i appreciate you having me on thank you very much you know take care christian say hello to everyone up there for and once again let me just thank you for asking me to come on on a day where we had 29 yards of offense in the first half no 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 and, no, and, no. We, and, and, and we had all and we had one third down conversion on the entire day I really appreciate that. Okay. Listen, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. on. Okay, let's make a I'll make a deal with you, okay? Yeah. Because uh, listen, guilty. I'll admit I was wrong. I did not actually look at the stats. I just looked at the at the number. I was like, I remember this game as being real messy and sloppy, but I didn't really know what the real numbers were. I'm going to find a, a game that we had a lot of points and a lot of yards and will you please come back for one more opportunity? Oh, no, that's when you go call somebody else that you really want to no, take care of. No, no, you know, you know, you know, no, no, listen, no, 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 no. See what he's doing now? He's, I got playing, the, he's playing hard to get. I got the You're game. playing hard to get. I got, on, give us a game. I got the game next year that we might be able to entice Charlie a little bit. How about after that Halloween Steelers loss in 04, the next week you put 40 on the Rams? How about how about we lock that in for next year? We'll talk about that next year. Yeah, there we right. go. I think Vrabel had a touchdown in that game, so that's a no. Oh, the Vrabel thing. Oh, oh boy. I remember that like crazy. Charlie, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you soon, thanks, Fred. Oh, Thank right. you. The great Charlie Weiss with us here on the Harbor One Hotline. That was uh, very good stuff.